Hey, look. Grand entrance if I've ever seen one. The intro is not as long as it used to be, right? So <laughs> that's how you know it's all it's all off now. <laughs> look, it's it's the same. It's the same. You know what? I think I was muted the whole time, so let me go back and do this. <laughs> episode, welcome to We Are Something Else, episode 92. One more road to cross. It's your boy Kaleo. Uh, there's CB. There's E. Rich. Uh yeah, we I mean we on time. We got off we got a little rocky tonight, but you know, look, everything everything can't be perfect. But we here. So uh fellas, what's good with you? Hey man. Um another Thursday. Um again, work has just been crazy. So I f- it feels like you know we were just here not that long ago. So um Pumped to, you know, get to spend some time with the fellas. Yeah. Shout out to Moms, who's first to comment. Um, E, what's good with you, bro? You know, uh, I made the mistake of playing basketball for the first time in over 10 plus years. And, um, you know, I just heard, I heard the, the, I heard it in the back of my head the whole time. You suck, you suck, you suck, you suck. And I was just like, you know, I was like one for four from three point land. You know, I, it just it was pretty bad. But you know what? Good cardio though, and I think that's how when you get older, that's what you look forward to is what you get the benefits out of that. But uh, other than that, man, look, it's Thursday. Uh, work was a little rocky today. Uh, you know, uh, Cali's about to change uh, tiers. Uh, I believe Monday the twelfth they go to a different tier, and then they have talked about opening up in June. So a lot of stuff that I, you know, got to go in the office and take care of some stuff before the others go in. Cause I definitely won't be there, but uh, <laughs> yeah, man, you know, just it's Thursday. Got some right. working. So we here. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I went and got my 5g today. I'm officially uh, in the mix of being in the, the 5g group. Got the <laughs> shot today. Round one, round one of the, of the vaccine. So, um yeah it was i mean it's round one i I don't know what what to expect round two arms a little sore that 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 motivated me to go work out and do shoulders tonight um been killing the the heavy rope the jump rope and the speed rope heavy rope and then cardio and did some weights today so um you know that's what it was uh lesson learned today um when you go get your shot and the doctor you know puts you in the room to get your shot the shot is in your arm. You don't want to be told by the doctor to pull your pants up. <laughs> we all got to learn somehow, right? Lesson learned. <laughs> hey, but you know, we're here. We made it. <laughs> That's real. We made it. Uh, so with that, uh, it's been a minute. Let's do, uh, let's wrap. Uh, where are we going to start this week? Let's start with start with this. I'm going to dive into it last week, but we but we didn't get there. So let's start this week. This is <laughs> there you go. This is right here. That's um, Darren Chauvin. Derek Chauvin. Um, he is the murderer of George Floyd. Uh, and his trial is a big trial that's going on um, last past couple weeks. 
And it's one of those things where I didn't want to watch, but it's like kind of every time you don't want to look, you look and get yourself caught up in just watching it just because you want to see what kind of defense they can possibly put together. What words can they possibly put together to sway, was it 12 people in a jury, something like that? Mm-hmm. to sway 12 people into believing what they saw on video didn't necessarily happen that way. Um, before I, I, I dive into my spiel, we can kind of go around Robin on this, but um, have you guys been paying attention to it or mm-hmm. in the highlights? CB, you got this one. Go ahead. <laughs> um. I, th- I feel like the highlights are unavoidable, um, at least for all the accounts I follow on the socials. Um, you know, whenever there's a new sound bite or um, a witty remark made, you know, they were profiling one of the dudes that took the stand. Um, he got a little, a uh, little bit of attitude with. Um, uh, the one lawyer and the defense or whatever. And, you know, it's like, so I'm not actively paying attention to it. Um, mostly because like I said, work has been crazy. So my, like my attention has just been other places, but it like the highlights are unavoidable just because yeah, I'm, I'm going, I'm still going on social media. And so I'm, I'm catching the play by play, you know, like I'm on the sideline. Yep. Yeah, I second that. Oh, I, I, you know, my Dukes watches it, you know, and um, I don't think that I can be as attentive to it uh, and trying to work because I think the uh, the initial thing is, you know, you get mad from watching the video over and over again. Uh, you get mad that we're having to justify, you know, what is um, easily identified as murder, you know. Um And then, you know, you get to the point where you don't want to be desensitized too much because we have been. Um, It's always that that fine line of you hope, but we've been in this position and we've also not come out on the side that we would have wanted to. Right. I I love you. You know, I I made the comment to my dupes. I said, you know, unfortunately, you know, in my lifetime, I was around, you know, when Rodney King happened and actually we were. You know, we, we actually lived in an apartment complex that was right next to where, where they pulled them over at at the time. And you realize of what happened on that magnitude, that that kind of day and age and time in the 90s. Uh, it, this If this goes down the wrong way, uh, it's going to be at times, you know, a, a nuclear bomb if that if this if this happens the wrong way. So it's one of those like I don't want to watch it happened so I'm, I'm it's like one of those things i'm just gonna you know kind of like slowly kind of right. every once in a while but i hope it worked the, you know, it, the thing is instead of praying and, and i know that's the initial thing is that i'm hoping because i know what the ramifications is if this goes left right and, and i think that again you know we find out that it's it was longer than eight minutes oh you know it, it's now nine minutes that he was on his neck um but it, that's the thing. Like we've been, we've seen this before and every time we've seen it, it gets more clear cut than ever, but it's almost like we have to train ourselves 
you know, to prepare for the worst. And then at some point, you know, well, if the better of it comes, then, you know, bam, we it's a win. But you almost have to train yourself again, uh, ahead of time to be like, well, we've seen this before. Because all it takes at some point is just is one. One out of 12, and that's it. Um, and so I want to talk about the the defense attorney real quick. I mean, I don't know if homeboy, he's, he's I guess he's part of the union, the police union. So it's almost, he had, I don't know if he had to take it, if he volunteered for it, but I mean, you're, you're, he's throwing darts, you know, in, in a, in a dark room, just hoping one of them lands, you know, and their defense right now is hostile crowd. You know, you know, the, the cops couldn't render aid or, do anything because the crowd had grown hostile and they felt threatened, right? So the last time I checked, you know, when you become, when you're sworn in as a police officer, you are put, you're sworn into your, your duties. Every, every crowd is going to be different regardless. Every day is not going to be a good day, right? And your job, I mean, you sign up to, to be an officer to, you know, enforce laws Everybody doesn't abide by laws. So everybody's not going to go quiet or all this. But, you know, you have to prepare for those things. And to say that these cops who had guns were in fear, so much in fear that they didn't call for backup. It was just those four. Hmm. Right. You know. A lot of it doesn't add up, you know. Like you said, just throwing darts. And hoping something sticks. Like, um, I hope that it's it's one of those things where it's unfortunate that we have to mentally prepare ourselves like this. You know what I mean? Like, is it possible that you know he gets made an example of? Yeah, it's possible. But we know that there have been cases recently where we thought it was open and shut, and Things didn't go the way that we thought it should go, you know? So um, it's right. it's tough. It's really tough because it's right there in front of us. Right. You've all seen the video. I don't know how many times. Several. Several. You know, like it's literally like them trying to make us believe something that's different than we saw with our own eyes. Right. And then today, well, let me, let me back up a little bit. So. You know, it, it can be emotionally draining seeing that. Like the first time you see it without context, you know, it comes across um, social media and you're watching it and automatically, I mean, it just draws you in because for you see a man's life being taken with the slow burn on camera and four people who were in control of the situation because he was cuffed, he was down did nothing to change the outcome. Now, I'm interested before don't put the cart before the horse, but I do I would like to see the next three trials, how the, you know the other three guys, how that's gonna work. Um but just talking about like emotionally draining because of the witnesses. Like you if you watch the video, you've heard the one guy that's narrating through the whole video, the 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 black guy who was the martial arts specialist talking to Tao, the police officer, you know, check him. You know, everybody's yelling, check him. The, from him to the lady that's the EMT or firefighter, check him. Nothing, 
right? To to relive that over and over again and to hear their their words, it's just draining. Then you get um, the sixty one year old man who who just was just uh, trying to tell him just calm down, you can't win, you can't win. Talking to George Floyd, but the, he got up there and he was it was a, he got up there and cried. I mean. How could you not watch that? Just feel emotionally invested. I mean, we're all drawn in. We know it's murder. And whether it's intention or not, you killed him. You could have, at some point along the line, you could have got up and changed the whole narrative of this scenario. So, um, I think it beckons, I think it, it, it draws out a, that emotion more so. Of here's the crazy part. Not even so much watching the video again, but watching the bystanders helplessly watch him and can't do, do nothing. And 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 it's you know it's that moment. I think you know I, I don't know if it was a, a, not a blog. I, it must have been something that I saw. You know people like you know it's it's crazy because you know you see people get in car accidents and people run to the scene to like make sure that that person's okay, whether they try to lift the you see you heard about lifting cars up trying to get people mm -hmm. in underneath there uh you know trying to open the doors to see if anybody's there you know the the natural instinct of people to want to help other people who are in uh, a time of distress or need and the simple fact that you had this dude or these dudes right because it's not just him the other dudes that just sat there and, and was too scared to do something uh i think that's more of the chilling factor if you yep. will, like that would be my Rob Zombie movie is the effects of the person that can't do nothing when you're sitting there watching the other the other people, uh, you know, go through a certain type of uh, pain, a, a certain type of torture, um, the the physical thing that that mentally that they're gonna go through, right? Because think about that, like the EMT, like that's what that's what she does, or the firefighter, you know, like these are the things that they are embedded to do is to help people. And if that is the thing that you are trained and that you do as a job and you can't, or you're helpless in that moment, could you imagine how that affects you going forward? You know what I mean? So it's crazy. Yeah. And the comments are right. I agree. Um, those people involved, witnesses, the one of the, they all, they wouldn't need therapy. You're not, you know, the, the human mind, just this, untrained to anything else is not meant to, you know, we can adapt to things, but if you've never seen something like that before, that will traumatize you. Right. And back to the defense of, you know, feeling guilty. I mean, not feeling guilty, feeling threatened by the, the crowd. Yep. The crowd was yelling obscenities. Well, the crowd was also yelling, check his pulse, do CPR, get off his neck. They were yelling other things. Those are the things they were yelling first before they even, they even started yelling any obscenities. So it's like a you know you can't just pick one or two comments out of a, a few people and figure that's what they they also said help the man and yeah uh, it's and then the, the teenager who let's go back to the bill the teenager is the one who recognized that the bill was fake the twenty dollar bill right uh, apparently the guy who gave George Floyd the twenty dollar bill was in the store earlier trying to spend the fake $20 bill. The teen recognized it, gave it back to him, like, nah, it's fake. The guy gave, when they returned, gave Floyd the $20 bill to spend. The kid checked it, the same thing. This time they called the cops. 
So he's kind of traumatized too because he could have said he said he could have just ate that twenty dollars out of his pocket, and everything everything would be different. So there's there's a lot of guilt for people who aren't to blame. That are people going to need therapy forever because of this? Yeah, it's it's tough, man. It's like uh, like PTSD, basically. You know these what these guys are going to be dealing with. They're going right. to be yeah, they probably see this this replaying. You know when they go to sleep, like I couldn't imagine that kind of stuff, man. Right, yeah, and you had seven or eight year olds that were witnesses. You know they couldn't show them on camera, but they were there. You know, they interviewed them. Um, at a certain point, I think, I don't know how many witnesses the, the state has. I mean, they're, they're really trying to, you know, show you every angle that the defense is going to try to take. And they're just trying to nip it in the bud before it even gets there. Um, they were saying at some point, like too many witnesses, at some point, somebody may contradict something somebody else said earlier. And that could open up a hole in your case a little bit. But then you just have to narrow back down. Like today I watched, they had um, a guy who volunteered. He was a medical professional, was a doctor, um, whatever. But he pretty much said, you know, they when the defense was up there, you know, they brought up, you know, he was a cigarette smoker. He took fentanyl. All of a sudden they're, they're trying to paint this picture of all these things that couldn't be. And then just the state, the guy got back up and was like, okay, let's nip this in the buddy. He brought up fentanyl. Um, fentanyl is normally put you in a coma. Did George Floyd ever slip into a coma? No. So everything, they're on their game. And we just got to hope that once this is over with, you know, the, and I wouldn't even know if this, the example, if he would be the example, because the, the cop that killed both them, John, you know, she, she got put away. I don't know if I can't remember how much time she got, but they tried to make the example out of her in which it should have been. thing, man, she's a woman. Like it was easy. That's easy for, for them to do. You know, like if it, it's it's different when it's a white male, bro. It's different yeah, when absolutely. it looks like my dad. You know yeah, what absolutely. I mean? Like, absolutely. Yep. I get it. I mean, and it's I don't know how long. I think it's going to last for a month or so. This is going to be a a drawn out trial. This is it's going to be here for a while. But all I know is just the news wants it that way too. You know? Of course. I mean, it takes the tension off some other things. Um, but. I mean, it's got people drawn in just hoping for a different scenario. Yeah. All right. Speaking of uh, different scenarios, <laughs> let's switch it up a little bit. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! I didn't know he had it in him. That's all I'm going. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't see this one coming. Uh, unfortunately, everybody on social media saw it coming. I didn't. Uh, so if you just don't, if you don't know who that is, this is Paul Pierce. Um, the truth, as who, who named that Shaq? Shaq gave him. Yeah, the truth. Uh, former uh, Boston Celtic great. Uh, former. He was actually he was one of the, me the members of the original Big Three. He kind of helped get big key. You know that started that wave. Uh, former New Jersey Net. Former Washington Wizard. Hit some big former, shots for the Wizards. Yeah. Uh, former uh, Clipper. Uh, and now former ESPN analyst, Paul Pierce. Um, and you guys, I'm assuming by your laughs, you're familiar with this, this story. Yeah. 
right, since you're in Cali, you you're close to the you're close to the sources. Um, listen, let's start with you. The, whether or not people understand, like these cats, this the the lifestyle that they live is doesn't change just because they're not in the league no more. Like let's just let's get that out there, right? If these cats don't already have families, you know, as in wives, kids, the whole nine. Like you know, you've never seen him pinned with a certain person, right? Or kids. Like, like he's still that one that's still out there. Um, you see, like a Matt Barnes, but you see him talking about his two sons, right? And clearly, everybody knows about his situation that he had with his ex-wife and Der- you know Derek Fisher. But look at you know what it is, you know, for from that perspective of it. Um, I think he summed it up. It's just like if that's the way that he lives life outside of the the company, it just was stupid on his. Let me give you some context. I really didn't go into I, everybody's laughed. I thought, you know, people who may watch this may not know what Paul Pierce did. So Paul Pierce, uh, I guess, I don't know if it was that. It doesn't matter where he was at. He went live with strippers in the background dancing, and he made it a, He made it really clear that's what he wanted to focus on in his live. Uh, he's got one behind him, one on the ground dancing. Uh, then later he posted pictures with um, him with a joint in his mouth. Um, just li- living it up, like you know, Paul Pierce having fun, and you can tell he was clearly intoxicated when he went live because that's probably what motivated him to do it. He was taking shots, like you know, like <laughs> it was on video. And the thing that actually really makes me laugh is uh, someone had said, like, yo, man. This dude got fired for ha- going live and having like 350 people watching, <laughs> like <laughs> right. climbing the numbers or whatever. But <laughs> I mean, it was, it's one of those things where I, when you work for a company, the company can, you know, establish whatever they feel like is um, the rules as far as hurting their brand, right? Because you know, if Paul Pierce worked down the street at Mickey D's and did that, he's still being asked to show up for his shift on Saturday night. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's it. I don't know if what he did besides, you know, being not smart, given, you know, him being a working professional. But we, we don't need to act like he really probably needs this money. He doesn't need the ESPN money, most likely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. It's like, I don't necessarily believe it was a fireable offense. Maybe, you know, when you, you're on video with the joint in your mouth and all that stuff, like, okay. That part. But, that but, part. but like the, the idea of just having dancers on vi- on video and, you know, drinking and doing some of that, like, I don't know if that's necessarily a fireable offense, but it's part way funnier. It is way funnier <laughs> that it is. And the fact that it's Paul Pierce, because- <laughs> Honestly, he should have been fired just off of his analyst skills. Like, let's let's Absolutely. be real. Paul, Paul Pierce is not—he's not the best. You there. know, CP, uh, CP, uh, thank you, thank you for just, thank you for just allowing that segue into what we really should be talking about. How he was the worst person that they have. They have so many others that have come and gone, and he still like I. First of all, it's hard to even watch him on there because I feel like. Um, when he had that banner, when he was like, he was better than D Wade. I'm like, there's no way I'm a watch. He was a hater. Like he when he hated. 
you know what I mean? Like, I there's a thing of confidence and cockiness, and he like still exudes that. And it just that's the reason why he was a Boston Celtic because the Lakers wouldn't have took him with that bullshit. But anyway, um, no, nah, I mean, you know, just like you said, is it a fireable offense? Depending on you know, but to, you got you look at ESPN, which you gotta you gotta take it a step deeper. ESPN's owned by Disney. Disney mm-hmm. different type of outlook that they educated do. queen dropped that knowledge. Right. Mm-hmm. So that it's not ESPN that, that fired him. It was Disney. That was like this brand that we create and you not, that's not what we looking for. Right. And especially with them and their streaming services, their numbers, you know, they still trying to build up on that. It that what he did was just not, it wasn't, it wasn't bad, but it also wasn't good. You know what it I mean? It wasn't smart. Yeah. It's like he had a lot of fun getting fired. Well not, well, not only that, but then the post after the fact, just the fact that he hit him with the okay. shrugged it off. Right. That, but if you're that unbothered, like then you realize it, it is what it is. Like I, I'm not gonna apologize for the fun that I had, and if that was in my spot, the only dumb part, like I said, I think he's old enough. He's in that generation of you ain't got to show everything. So right. What are you boasting it for? Why, and why? <laughs> exactly. Who made? What made you? She's so stupid. Tell <laughs> we don't know for certain. <laughs> be running some underground stuff at Disney. That nobody Look, Disney does have a lot of back doors, a lot of secret, secret things. We need to get Noah on here. Noah know all about all those back doors at Disney. Right. Give us the expose. I mean, I guess what they're saying, fireable fence for who he is. Yes, CB and I and Everidge probably would have been right out the door. But we have had other analysts get caught. Look at Mar- Marv Albert. <laughs> Still commentates every Sunday. Warren Sapp, he stayed on for a while. Michael Irvin. The nose so, yeah. so. <laughs> Michael, Michael Irvin is probably the worst. I mean, him and Marv Robert worst out of all of them, and they still got jobs. So well, Paul Pierce, you know. Because what, what do those did. guys have? They have some ability behind the mic and in front of the camera. Right. They were good Paul, at what they did. Paul Pierce, replaceable as far as that goes. Like, this isn't the late 2000s, early 2010s, where we need a bucket, Paul Pierce, like that, like this isn't, we don't, we're not giving him the ball in crunch time on the ESPN show. You know what right. I mean? Right. I don't right. want right. him being the anchor leg at all. Like, no listen, thanks. Showtime was good. Listen, I, listen, we can get, look, bring Scotty back. I, I'll, I'll listen to Scotty slow ass analyst over, over Paul Pierce any day. Right. Scotty I still- mean, you can put Paul on the, uh, the local commentating I mean, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not heartbroken that he's gone, whatever. So, you you know, you did what you did, you know. Like I so said, I'm just glad it. that, like, he went out the funny way because it's way more it's way more hilarious the way that right. he did go out rather than, right. you know, us just catching the news wire that ESPN released him. Right. I knew it was coming. I, I, I saw that one coming. This right here. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys – Watch verses on Easter, uh, but it was to me it was, it was Ozzy Brothers versus Earth, Wind, and Fire, hosted by Steve Harvey, D Nice on the ones and twos. Well put together. You mean you mean DJ Nice? 
DJ Nice or or Nice as he called him at <laughs> no. one point. Nice, go ahead, Nice. Um, but yo, know, real quick, the after um, the spoof, the with the segment with Spice, Avion Crockett, and um, uh, Jeffrey, Jeff- uh, uh, Godfrey, Godfrey, <laughs> that was hilarious. And hey, that's Steve Harvey down pat. God, he made it. Like he, Spice and Avion are normally pretty funny, but Godfrey took it to a whole nother level. He was on point with Steve, and they just let him go. You can just tell. He's hilarious. Like I, I saw him at the improv, and I was in stitches the entire show. Like he's just a funny dude. And you're right. He, like, he nailed the, the Steve Harvey impressions. That was, I was, Beside myself. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So, a- so after this, that everybody jumped all over um, Ron Osby, you know, he was trending, zaddy, all this and all that. But then the picture, I don't know if you guys saw the picture that floated around. Talking about, Y'all talking about this guy? And it was like him looking, didn't have the beard, his hair was all wild, uh, his teeth was all big. Completely different from the Mr. Biggs you saw that night. But hey, what I was going to say about the verses is you don't realize almost 95% of those songs that were played from Earth, Moon, and Fire and Ozzy Brothers were sampled. Like, as soon as you hear drops, you're like, and Diddy took half of them. Like, half of those you can rap Biggie verses to. Um, but you don't realize, like, how timeless that music is. The music is great. But then when you go into track for track, you're like, oh my God, like how many samples came out of just in between the sheets alone? I mean, these guys, the the residuals these guys are getting from these from these samples are just ridiculous. You gotta look at it. Uh somebody in the comment section on on IG like how you got how you how you been on for three, four hours of nothing but songs, and you still got more after that. You still ain't played everything. Like, the fact is, when they were sitting there, like, you know, the Izzy Brothers, I think they said they started in, what, like, either 57, 59? Uh, you've been, been around and have constantly dropped hits or have had a, a prominent, you know, album or some type of song that's been out. Um, you know, and, and people dropping, you know, them dropping the information that other people didn't know, you know, sitting there telling people, like, you know they keep playing the the uh, you know the certain song that everybody uh, thinks of the Beatles, and really it was the Isley Brothers that came out with it. So it you know it, it, mm-hmm. it really like the like the pin that Cats had way back way back when, and just the way that it was. But you know all in all, man, listen, it's uh it was a great show. I think really at the end of the day, it 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 further just shows like how music how what music can do. You know what I mean? As far as just change the landscape, that one day, you know, you, you would have thought that your parents felt like, you know, they was back in back in their heyday. You know what I'm saying? And and the comments just didn't help, you know, helped it all all the all the grading. But good. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm answering her. I don't even know if they played voice. I was not favored by them. Voice and Lance. They may have. I can't. But like I said, there was a lot of songs left off of. I mean, I guess he had to put Contagious in there, too. My bad. Go ahead. No, nah, but yeah, that's all I was saying. Like, the catalog in itself, bro. Like you said, there's they, too many to pick from. I think they were asking, like, well, how do they pick the songs? And how do you know what goes up against what? And I'm like, 
you know, it's hard because you can sit there and yeah. do but you know, uh, and the, the crazy part was everybody was like, oh, Earth, Wind, and Fire is going to kill it. And I'm just thinking like, well, the Isley's got a dumb amount of catalog that Ernie just sitting there like, I wrote this song. And everybody looking like, damn, Ernie, you wrote that one too? <laughs> <laughs> to me, it was tough at first. I, I thought the the Isley's cat, I mean, Isley Bros had probably have more songs now are we talking hits for a different though but yeah they I mean they've got how many like 20 whatever i mean they've got a bunch of records um i, I still think that earth wind and fire definitely had a lot more hits that didn't get put on the show um are you for real i'm serious i, I think the Ozzy brothers had more hits that didn't get played because if think about it to me wait do i you just switched it up Earth, Wind, and Fire didn't have more hits? Or? I mean, Earth, Wind, and Fire had hits left off that did not get played. Really? Yes. And because if you look at what Ozzy Brothers played towards the end, they played a song that came out in 2018, 2019, with Ron Osley and his wife. Don't nobody give a shit about that song. That's not a hit. And understand it. And what, and what did Earth, Wind, and Fire put towards that song? Garbage. What, right. Garbage? This is what I'm Has, saying. What I'm Every, saying, and it's not in a bad way, but what I'm saying is, so let, let's just put it out there right now. If they, the last two or the last two songs, I know it was September versus what? Um, September was against um, Ozzy Brothers' biggest hit. There was, uh, I got to look. Whatever. Whatever was, wasn't nothing, wasn't nothing competing against September though. Are you serious? See, and I think like that's I think that's you and that younger generation, right? Because like no, that you'll, you'll say that, but like you'll sit there and say the I got work to do song, the uh the between the sheets can can stand up against September by itself. Yeah, but they played that already. Like nothing the Isaac Brothers played at the end was gonna beat September. They had already put they had already pinned all like, that good stuff early. Go ahead, do, do, do. Last two songs that they both played, the, the last two were their biggest hits on both sides. And everybody knew September was gonna be last, and everybody knew whatever the Isley brothers hadn't played in their biggest catalog, that was what they was gonna play last as well. So, somebody in the comments, do both. us a solid. Just look up the last two songs of the verses. Let us know what who's that lady. Are you kidding me? Somebody made the comments, bro. Like, who's that? Like, they play that shit on every commercial. Somebody was like, matter of fact, they said, Dog. when you hear that song, you want to go buy a Nissan. Who's that lady? <laughs> okay. When you hear September, come on now. Ah, uh, see. Dog, come on now. Come on. Who's that lady is, is a good song. Again, a, another highly sampled song. A great song. That's weird. So, I, so, I, so I would be interested to see what did you, what did you have the, uh, the final the, out of the twenty because they clearly went. Beyond. I mean, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't scoring at all, but I just know that more, more Earth, Wind, and Fire hits got left off than Isley Brothers had left in the in the tank. Which ones are you thinking specifically? I'm so, uh, oh, I'm, there's a lot. How to defend this? There's a lot, so I'm gonna do the. Re I'll do. I should have had the list, but there's a lot of songs from Earth, Wind, and Fire that did not get put on the list. That did not because there's just too many. And again, some with Ozzy Brothers as well. But you can't. You can't tell me that there was a lot of hits. Listen, a lot of songs 
don't necessarily mean a lot of hits. You can be writing songs and making music forever. Bro, they had they got that they, they got they the Isley brothers got Earth, Wind and Fire, I think by what? Um by a few years. Yeah, so how how you not how you not think that they was gonna already do that? Like they they they, they first September they, is a family barbecue song. First of all, they first major cut. The first major cut shout is are you serious? I, I didn't say look, they played shout. But I understand. Do you we need to go against what wasn't played? But do you understand how big that and that for that to be they on a first on a first go round? I get it. I get it. Look. Come on now. You can come out swinging. <laughs> look, you can look. The first go, Michael Jackson's first go around was the off the wall record. You can come out swinging. I, I feel like the second half was the Isley. Isley came out swinging the second half of the show. Anyway, it, it got better. I it got think, better, but again, it it's, let's let's it, look at what was left off of the list. That's going to tell you. So then it was more or less than than Earth, Wind, and Fire didn't come to come to play against heavy hitters. It's just too many. That's that's the curse of having. A lot of records, you just don't know what to play. Look, it's the baby face and Teddy Riley versus all over again. There's so many records <laughs> that do, got left off. Don't Look, do that because because baby face was throwing haymaker. He threw a he threw an overhand right. That's all he got is haymakers. But I'm saying he didn't even play any of the Whitney Houston stuff. That's because that's how many hits he has. But that's what I'm saying. But if you still got that same amount in your bag, it don't matter if you do play them or you don't. You still can't touch the twenty I got in front of you. I mean, again. There was a lot that Teddy Ryan left off too, but he, he ain't competing against Babyface. Babyface and Quincy would probably have been a better mashup, a better versus. Cause Quincy got hits for days. Oh yeah, but he he got he got uh what is it uh he got international hits. He got hits that on, I mean, on a different level. I'll take less group tonight over September again. That, that's a September. <laughs> 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 that's what I'm saying, Mister Ozzy Brothers started playing. What made me think that they were the Contagious was a hit for them, and they they didn't play Download because you can't give R, R, R Kelly bad enough. R Kelly wrote Contagious, and that was your hit for you, so you have to play that. But you can't play Download because R Kelly's in the song. But mm-hmm. they, the fact that they played the ones on Moran and his wife. Means to me, when was that though? That was like 2018. No, but what I'm asking you was that in that was that in towards the, the end? That was like when they, they did the back to back Mr. Big songs, right? So at that point, the regular 20 was already off. Look, at the end of the day, all I'm saying is this even Ron said it himself because Steve got it. Steve was like, Oh, I don't care about one of these young people want to hear, you know, it's about the and, and Ron was like, Hold up. We want them to dance to the song. Why? Because they still getting them residual checks when they, when they get, look. They getting residuals off of samples, right? So, so, so you yeah. mean tell me that you wouldn't you that that whole contagious line is still ain't hidden somewhere. I, I like the contagious. I'm look, I'm just saying. Let's go off what wasn't played. I'm like, we got to get that's that's what I'm saying. There was a lot more hits from Earth, Wind, and Fire left off than what the Ozzy Brothers had. All right, CB, if I hearing this right, he wants to he wants to go off of Chicago's bench against the Lakers bench. Is that what <laughs> that's, that's really what it sounds like, which is which is awesome. That's not even that's not even that doesn't even compare. <laughs> that's that doesn't even compare. Before we switch out, let's see what's the 
when Jimmy taught Ernie, I mean, you know, again, that doesn't measure up what was left off of the playlist. I'm, look, I'm just saying, there's a lot of stuff left off the playlist. Let's let's switch this up. Uh, all right. Uh, so let's let's end the let's wrap with this right here. So first of all, you know, praise the to X and his family. So it's, there's a lot going on right now with that. Um, you know, so for those who don't know, been living under a rock. Uh, you know, X, DMX, Earl Simmons, uh, was rushed to the hospital after ODing almost a week ago. Um, and they said he was he went without oxygen for almost thirty minutes before they kind of resuscitated him back. You know, this he's right now. I mean, they're still saying you know it's grave conditions. He's in a coma. He has COVID on top of that. And, you know, they did the brain uh, responsiveness tests yesterday. And it's just, you know, not much has changed. Right. Uh, And we know over the years that, you know, X has been resilient. Like, you know, he if he, he battled his demons he stepped away for a little bit. He had a couple, you know, he had some other issues, but he, he always bounced back, you know, almost like the Pac thing. You know, Pac had his issues. He hasn't, he, but he always bounced back. And so this one, I, I kind of think it, it, it's, it's rough because you just know, you know, X is a fighter, right? And then when the word is going around that there's not much, you know, fight left in the, in the, in the dog, you know, you have to start preparing for another type of, you know, thought process. But let's go around before we dig deeper into this. It's It sucks, man, because at this point, it really feels like we're just waiting for the, the news to drop. Um, you know, after they did the responsiveness test yesterday and they said that there really wasn't anything that had changed, um, it just doesn't make the situation seem very good. You know what I mean? So I think that um, we, we got to be giving people their flowers while they're still here, man. And we know that X has had, um, you know, plenty of his issues. We know that he's in the situation right now because he OD'd. And we know that that's something that he's fought for decades at this point. Right. So, you know, it's, one of those things where it seems like 2020, 2021 or just, it just keeps coming, bro. And we, we got to make sure that the people that need their flowers, get them while they're still alive. You know what I mean? We don't want to keep losing people before we're ready to lose them. You know, I'm going to say something that's probably going to sound really bad. I don't, and I think I really don't care. Uh, you can, you know, I'll, I'll answer to that higher power later on, but, uh, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather the rainbow hair kid, you know, be gone than X, right? We have, uh, other X is one of those cats that you kind of need around, you know, um, X's stories, uh, just the stuff that he's been through. I mean, his life was rough, bro. And just the, the type of, to understand who he was, 
uh, outside of just being the rapper, you know what I'm saying, before he got there. Um, it just hits different. You know, he was clearly for our age, like just coming out with the, the albums that he came out with and just that whole Rough Rider era was, was crazy. Um, a, a run that you probably not going to see, you know, while or again, but um, yeah, man, you just kind of, you hope the news kind of shifts, but like you said, the longer it goes on and goes on, you kind of, you know, like you said, it's kind of, you know, we're waiting just for that, that, that official news to drop. And then, you know, it is what it is. And then you'll have people, you know, you'll have the new age kids start listening to X and be like, Oh, he was dope. And we're like, you know, we've been on this, you know, right. what I'm saying? Right. Uh, and and I found it interesting. Like I saw an interview that finally that was released this week. I mean, I, I had never seen it before. And X was talking about, um, I guess he had just got out doing a bid um, from like juvie or whatever. He was like 14, in, in, anywhere between 14 and 16. And he was with this guy he looked up to who was in his late 20s or 30s. And they had, I guess, just, they had just did something. They were splitting up some money. I mean, he was counting the money. And the dude, you know, X had said at that point, like he didn't drink any smoke or whatever. But at that point, that night, the dude gave him some weed that was laced with crack at 14 to 16. And this, and you're taking it because this is somebody you trust. It's somebody you look up to, you idolize, you trust. This is your, your right hand. And they did that to you. And that kind of shifted a lot at that point because, I mean, again, you know, we all have know somebody you know, dealing with addiction, hell, we may deal with different types of addictions, whether it's alcohol, um, you know, gambling, whatever. We all we all deal with something, and you know, a, a huge support system is is always good, you know. But then if you don't have one, it's even worse. But you know, then I now I, I think that you know people are throwing darts at the wrong time because you got. A couple guys at Mass P come out. You have Funk Master Flex come out saying, you know, this is everybody else's fault who didn't check in on them, who didn't, you know, where were you at? Why didn't y'all do y'all part? And you can't do that now because, first of all, we saw X on Versus over the summer and he was clean. Swizzy had put that out there like, y'all making fun of X's weight and he had a breath, but dude is healthy and he's clean. Like so, he's instead of doing whatever he's he's doing, he's just having a he's eating up a bunch of stuff. He's he's just you know he was drinking Kool Aid that whole night, and I don't and I, I didn't see what he was drinking on the drink, drink champs. champs. Yeah, I don't know if he was actually drinking hard stuff on drink champs, but at that point it's just like he could have had a good system around him, and still at the end of the day chose to do what he wanted to do. But it it just it stings because. It's like we've lived like we've lived through this before, and it's almost like you know at this point, yeah, you're waiting on a miracle. You know, I, I don't know how long you know you can keep somebody, you know, in a coma, you know, in a vegetative state. I mean, I guess as long as the money's there, you can do whatever you want to do, and just hope one day that it, you know it things may turn around, but. It's tough, like it's real. Like you're we look up to these these rappers or whatever they are, these these figures, and we put them on a whole nother platform of just idolizing or whatever. 
and they are just as human as we are. <clears throat> so I want to I want to get y'all take on something, and, and not to take away from the from X in general, but Master P, right? Um, Master P did the same thing with Lamar Odom, right? He got on there, he bashed everybody. Where was where was where was Kobe at? Where was this? And I'm like, the fact of the matter is, if that person don't want help, you can't force that on them. So for you to bash other people and make it seem like, because that's like almost saying like, well, where was Swiss at? Well, how you know Swiss didn't reach out to him and he was just like, I'm good. Okay, that's not gonna. We don't have to publicize every time we reach out to somebody, and if they fall. It's not it's not our fault that they fell or that we didn't reach out to them. It, the circumstances won, right? They the it, it overcame them. Um, but like you said, to to publicly go out and be like, well, where were you or where was this person? It's almost like the same question. Well, where was you at? You know what I mean? You almost want to get it back. Like, well, P, where was you at? You you was so you saw him failing or you saw him after the verses start to go down a different path. Why didn't you put your, where was your investment in making sure this didn't happen? And his, you know, they're always going to come back and it's not on me. It's on everybody else around him. So it's like, why would you point that finger? But I feel like it, it, that's, that's a tough thing to do. And I know P's done that before. Like, I, I'm sure that he's a good dude, but like when he threw that Lamar Odom one out and he like kind of hit like Kobe, he was like, yo, Kobe, where, you know, where are you at? You wasn't helping him. And then just to find out that Kobe had always been reaching out to, to Lamar Odom he just didn't. He didn't accept the help. But you're not going. You're not going to respond to that, though. Right. It's easy to point the point the finger to play the blame game. That's the easiest thing to do because it hel- it helps you cope. That you know it doesn't. It's not falling on you. And, it, and at the end of the day, as tragic as a lot of these stories have been, you know, we as the person who may be dealing with these things have to want to deal with them as well. And there could be, there's a lot of scenarios that play out in these things. We've, we've known situations, not just X where help was coming and it was just a day too late. And, you know, and, or the thought process sometimes could be, you know, well, I've done this before I can, I'm gonna bounce back again. And then just sometimes you don't know what, after putting your body through so much for over the years, your your tolerance may not be the same as it used to be. And sometimes it doesn't, it won't take that much to trigger the OD or the heart attack on top of that, which is probably what trick was probably worse out of the OD. Because if your heart, you, know, you, you can't, if your heart doesn't, is not beating and pumping blood, you know, it's just right. sad, man. It just, and I've, I've been gone, and I and the thing is, I was had been. I can't think of uh, X's on my gym playlist, so uh, it hasn't gone a moment where you know I haven't listened to X at least once a month or twice a month. It's just there because there's so many and like so many songs that you just hear, and, and it's not all hard stuff like the song about his grandmother, "I Miss You," you know, the prayers, like all that. Like X was all the back in one piece with Aaliyah. You know, it's, it's it's tough. You can only just you know, you know, pray for you know, just just pray for the outcome. That's all you can do. 
whatever it is, you just gotta pray for it because there's gonna be a lot of people affected one way or another. Mm-hmm. Let's go to some of these. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and when you have the money, when it's you, I mean, and you got and you may have a bunch of yes men around you. Again, I'm not talking about X in specific, but the other people in these situations, when they have the power, they have the money. You know, and you just you want to be around. You don't want to be the one that stops the money train because you you're not you're going against the grain. You know, it's tough. Again, and who knows? Just stuff. I mean, that we have to. Again, we've seen this play out before. And we just you know, just hope that you know whatever whatever's gonna be is gonna be regardless at this point. Yeah, we know that this. people are going to do whatever they want to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of prayer. <laughs> now, hey, this is a good this week, I promise. Speaking of prayer, um, it's always good to pray for everybody and check in on them. But, you know, right now, this is the Is It Just E segment. And by, you know, Past experiences, we know E is getting ready to come with something. And last week was actually pretty good. You know, I didn't realize me and E agreed on it, which is <laughs> that's cool. I mean, actually, you know what? There's been a couple of times we've agreed, so I, it's nothing against it. We'll just see. So, all right, E, what you got for tonight? Well, I guarantee you, this one it might not be uh, an agreeable thing with everybody. Um, if you can see what the illustration is, that is an Oreo cookie. Um, I'm just going to get straight into it, um, for the segment. Um, is it just E or there's really only two ways to eat an Oreo cookie? The one way is to dunk the whole cookie in a glass of milk, right? <laughs> the second way to eat the cookie is to extract one of the sides and eat it individually, right? Um, anybody who eats an Oreo whole without dunking it, without taking the sides off, automatically to me is a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say those people are psychos, yo. <laughs> this like. Understand when look at my face. Like it gets me mad when I see people eat Oreos as if it's a regular like if it's a chocolate chip cookie, like they just bite into it. I'm so upset. If you, All right, so what if it's like an Oreo thin? I don't and like it, you know, you don't want to break it apart because it's gonna it, break in half a crumble, like that that sounds I'm asking for a friend. That that's a, that's <laughs> a problem. That's a personal problem. Either if it's gonna break up, you might as well throw it in the in the in the uh, the milk cup anyway, and just have it at the bottom and scoop it out with your spoon after the fact. That homemade okay. cookie crisp. Correct. Okay, so let, let's take this a little further. Go ahead. What's the best Oreo? I don't care. I, I th- this is this is this is so plain and straight up. I don't care if it was the mint kind. I don't care if it was. No, what, I'm saying, what's your favorite? What's the best Oreo out there? Uh, I mean, for me, it's still. Uh, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm partial to the golden, the golden pack. I don't, don't nor separate. I feel like the gold. I feel like the golden pack is overtaking the classic. But you know, you can't go wrong with the classic. It was a great snack. But at the end of the day, 
<laughs> the way I want to answer this question, I'm not mature enough to say it and not like really laugh really hard about it because say what you got to say. For one, I'm always going to choose double stuff. Um, and the reason why I'm glad Superfly isn't here because uh, he would he would lose it. Um, the more cream, the better in this specific instance. And uh, yeah, you're either dunking it in milk or you're doing surgery and you got the one side with all the goodness and then you got just a chocolate cookie on the other side and you know that those family members are safe. <laughs> I totally agree with I, I it really does. Like I I, I literally and I I'll, I'll throw them out there. Pops had had a you know the little snack pack of Oreos and I I vividly remember sitting on the sideline watching how he was about to eat the cookie. And when this nigga bit it regular, I said, you are such the serial killer right now that I can't even, I don't understand how this is happening. And he was like, what? I said, you're eating an Oreo like it's a regular cookie. It, it bothered me. And I told Disrespectful. him. Disrespectful. It very, very much so. I told him, I don't ever want to see you eat Oreos again. <laughs> been banned from oreos and the thing is is like in the burkaw household we routinely this is pre-covid when we were um going and trying to wasn't worrying about like having all the healthy snacks in the in the house since we weren't going out as much um it was regular for us to have two packs worth of oreos in the crib like, and it's talk about danger on the weekends when it's party time, me and my brother throwing back a couple of drinks, doing nothing but playing video games. It becomes really easy to knock down an entire sleeve. It ends up like you got to restrain yourself. And we, we couldn't buy enough almond milk, bro. So it's actually been one of those things where um, we've, we've had to keep them out of the house because they won't last. That's just how it is. Oreos are Thin Mints. Oreos? I'm still going Oreos, but Thin Mints are my favorite uh, Girl Scout cookie. Facts. You, you got to leave them in that category of just Girl Scout cookies. But you know, if you if you were going to sit there, that <laughs> depending on what it is, at the end of the day, you copping the Oreos, though. Because the, the, uh, that chocolatey outer layer doesn't allow the, the milk to penetrate. You know what I mean? It's the science behind this. I'm trying to tell you. There's a reason why this is a segment. And Clay, literally, I, science. We, you, we understand you quite because you clearly eat Oreos like a serial killer. So. <laughs> no, I, I didn't say that. I, just, I asked about the thins because if you, the thins, you know, you can't. You can still you dunk the thins though. Like you oh, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you know. So you still have another out. So you, if you're specifically choosing to just dry eat it, to just go raw in the thins you know what i mean like hey bro um or if you're seeing family members doing it <laughs> i know what she's talking about i have <laughs> <laughs> i know Yo. what she's talking about but yeah man oreos are undefeated as long as you're eating them right oh then, ooh. Oh. Ooh. see 
back in the office, if we had someone going around doing Girl Scout cookies, I would just ask Roy to buy me a box of Thin Mints since I know she's not going to eat them. Give them to, you know, send them to a home where they can be loved and taken care of. Thin Mints are still goat or they're still the goat. Like they're just the goat for Girl Scout cookies. He came back a little fast. I was gonna, I was gonna hit that button again because I thought he needed more time. I, I thought he needed more time. So he got five comments that quick. A lot of them are probably telling me not to hit the button again. Fire. Wow. <laughs> he is. He is. He got a whole website and everything. Thanks for the contribution. <laughs> All right, so uh, let me let me set you up, right, uh, CB? My bad. A little bit behind the eight ball tonight. You're good. You're good. All right. So this is what we got, CB. So um, everybody here in in the chat remembers a few a uh, few weeks ago, the freshwater griffies came back, and they sold out immediately. Well. Nike knows that the model is hot. So not only in uh, a couple of weeks do they have a blue pair that's coming out on um, April 24th, that Saturday, they're doing a Jackie Robinson tribute version of the Griffies. And these joints are dope. Um, the graphics, the writing on that, oh, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Like these, these are, these look Dope. And it's one of those things where, um, like, the model itself is on the list for me to grab this year. It doesn't necessarily have to be a specific colorway. We know how it was trying to get the fresh waters and everything. Um, so I'm not getting my hopes up, but, like, <laughs> these joints are crazy. So I – and I would I would love to, uh, to snag a pair of these. They're going to be $170, um, and – you're talking about combining arguably my favorite baseball player of all time, Ken Griffey Jr. And one of his, you know, uh, his sports idols, you know, for himself, Jackie Robinson. Like, come on, man. To me, this is a cop. It's a, it's a cop for me too. Uh, Again, as I put the pictures together, this, the one, the second picture has all the writing etched on. You really can't see it. Um, But, it's absolutely. I try to get there too. It's absolutely fire. Uh, it's a plain silhouette. It's plain colors, but I mean, yep. there's so much you can do. That shoe has mo- a lot of details in it, and the insoles have four and two written on the insoles. So, yep. Uh, definitely a cop. Understand this. This this collab should have happened a long time ago. Oh my god. This and 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 hopefully Nike understands that there's some more baseball collabs that definitely need to happen. Um, this is definitely on the radar. Uh, again, you know, sneaker app. We had the conversation earlier, fellas, where we're we're getting W's on StockX <laughs> for the upcharge. <laughs> That's how you, the only way you get it. So, 
but yeah, definitely a cop. Yep. Uh, who's up? Who wants to go first? I'll go ahead and knock it out. All right. Uh, well, I might have showed him before. Don't care. Uh, but you know, we're, okay. we're, we're all about, you know, in the present time as far as, what you know, what's going on. So uh, in honor of the Masters that started today, I'm going to go ahead and kick everybody with the... Uh, Ooh. Ooh. Get a little fancy when we pull it out. It's okay. There you go. And these still to the day, like I said, the, the story, I saw him, had to cop him, but uh, this is that one time where Pops really understood that the shoe game was serious when uh, one of the groundskeepers that was in the golf cart stopped his golf cart while we were at the driving range to say, those are the dopest golf shoes that I've ever seen. So... Yeah, you might as well be out there looking at style. Uh, the game is not up to par as the shoe, but we getting there, though. You know, so, uh, yeah. Uh, and the leather is amazing on this. Just for uh, That looks like. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's great. And I'm talking about I've got, a, you know, a few wears in this, and it's still still pretty flawless. Uh, you know, shout out to Jordan. They're really making the, the shoe still, uh, if you will, functional to an athlete, even though you're on, you know, the grass like that. You know what I mean, and uh, it's still a good look. So you know, always, Cleo. I know you remember way back in the day. I had even asked Pops like, why, where was the collab coming from, or when was he gonna start putting out his golf shoes? And you know, lo and behold, it wasn't too much. Slowly but surely, yeah. Uh, between yeah. these, uh, and if I was still playing football, clearly you already know I'd be showing the football clip that I've been every. I didn't. I didn't play, but in one shoe. So you already know. Dope. See this guy. Um, so a couple weeks ago, I mean, like, y'all y'all know the box. You know the box. Yeah, you know yep. the box. You know the silhouette. Um, and I don't think I'm. Uh, no, nah, I don't think I should. But the OGs. Let's go. OG dreamers. This this was the only colorway I wanted. And I was able to grab it. That was on the restock, right? Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, man, that's and it looks from the looks of the laces, that looks like you have not tried them on or anything uh, yet. Yeah, no, yeah, they still DS. Yeah, they still DS. And you know what? I'm so I, I'm I'm out of it. I didn't realize this was the Puma uh Puma logo right here. <laughs> I'm I just didn't realize that until. I, uh, later on, when I, when I got the, the twos, I was like, wait a minute. And I looked, it's like, oh, wow, the Puma logo is right there. So Kind of yeah. subtle. Yep. Dreamers, uh, shout out to Cole and his Puma deal. Uh, but yeah, that's the only color I really cared about. Um, This is like, since we started doing the streams, um. I really have just not cop- kept track of all the shoes that I've shown. So same thing. If I'm rehashing this, oh, well, too bad. <laughs> um, but these shoes specifically Ooh. are special Ooh. because when me and Kaleo did our first ever photo shoot for photos for this podcast, mm-hmm. these were one of the sneakers that I brought with me, which um, these are the the juice NMDs, um, 
juice one of the other. It's uh, one of the stores um, connected to Edison Chen and Clot. Um, so like, so people see me, I, you know, I got those Clot 14s. I got the Clot Air Max 1s behind me. You know, this is not new to this. Got these, like, I think the uh, Alien Naga design is dope. It's uh, is it 3M on that somewhere. I'm sure. I yeah, I, yeah. I feel like all this is 3M. pretty, pretty reflective. Um, and it, and it, at least on the, the outside of the Adidas yep. stripes and everything. But these joints, if you look in the picture, uh, my favorite picture from that photo shoot, um, where me and Kaleo were sitting on top of the edge of some like parking garage or whatever where we were at and Kaleo's got his wave runners on and I'm wearing those. And so one of those things that, uh, Absolutely. like I was, I was pumped when I finally got them. Cause those were a shoe that of course I missed out on when they released and then were actually like decently easy to get afterwards, but, um, they will forever be tied to the podcast because of that photo that shoot. Photo shoot. Yep. Can't, can't get rid of them. <laughs> nope. They gotta. Uh, they'll just just be retired and go in the rafters at that point. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we want to thank everybody for watching. Uh, CB plug next week. We got we got we got something something good next week, and I'm excited about this one. Next week is gonna be cool. Uh, my homie Earl Holman, who is one of the uh, owners of Crooked Crab Brewery out in Odenton, Maryland, is going to join us. They got a uh, a fun beer uh, that's gonna be dropping in honor of. Um, there's this one specific holiday here in April, uh, coming up. Um, and it's associated with a flower that actually is very closely related to hops. So it ties in with beer really well. And, um, it's going to be fun having one of the homies that, you know, uh, I go, I go back years with at this point. So that, that should, it should be a really fun, fun show. Nice. Nice. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching, uh, for chiming in. Always fun. Uh, and um, at this point, it'll be sooner than later than we'll be back on here on a Thursday. <laughs> that right here. Thank you for yeah. watching. Uh, we just need people to like, share, subscribe, tell yeah, a friend, tell, tell a your friend, mom. Bring um, friend. Yeah, exactly. Tell an enemy because if you're not going to listen, maybe they will. And, you know, Somebody whatever. Will. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, one thing, everybody. Um, I mean, we're still working on episode 100. We got got something big for 100 coming up. So make sure you tell everybody to tune in. Uh, but, yeah, that's it, y'all. We get something else. Peace. Peace.